This ain't no regular Taz show. It's the Friday Throwback Snack. <laughs> Friday Throwback Snacks? Mm. Every Friday, Taz takes an inside look at a classic match. <laughs> this is how you kick off a weekend. All right, yeah, I keep saying that open needs to be fixed, and it does, because it's not just a match. We go throwback, we go throwback and other things. Welcome. Welcome to the Taz Show, uh, Throwback Snack Jones, Friday edition Jones. Maybe you listen to on the weekend, whatever you're doing. I appreciate you. I hope you're having a great, grand weekend as we get into warm weather here in the Northeast. Uh, in the uh, smack dab in the middle of April of 2018. So I don't know when you listen to this, but that's when this is being recorded. Thank you for downloading this edition of uh, the Taz Show. Much appreciated. You're doing that at uh, iTunes or Spotify. Tune in. Maybe radio.com or tazshow.com. Uh, you know, uh, wherever you get your pods. Your pods. I appreciate that very much. Uh, this particular episode, we're going to go back in time. Yeah, we're going to do a little... Uh, HPM. So for those that are new uh, to the Taz show, newer, HPM stands for Human Podcast Machine. That's what, when I first started a podcast with CBS Radio and CBS Digital, that's what it was called, the Human Podcast Machine. Spinoff, spinoff of the Human Suplex Machine. That's me, too. So the Human Podcast Machine Fantasy, fantasy uh, Draft Edition, basically, number one, top 10 current wrestlers. But here's the hook. Yes, the hook is this was from January uh, 2015. Okay, that's we're going to go talk here. You're going to get to hear some old school audio of me and my my boy, my man, one of my best friends, Professor Vegas himself, Mike Tenay, uh, former broadcaster from WCW Nitro, play-by-play man, and of course, my play-by-play partner for a long time in TNA Wrestling. You guys know Mike Tenay. He's the man. And I think Seth might have been on this one. I don't know if he was on this first. I don't know, because I think this is the first one, the first HBM Fantasy Draft Edition we did. I'm pretty. So this is top 10 current wrestlers So I have not listened to this in since we did it You know, back several years ago, since 2015 So this is going to be interesting to see um, <laughs> You know, uh, what what who we had as our top 10 So uh, I think you guys are going to dig it I think you're going to love this episode um, So it should be a lot of fun for sure Um Definitely. And like I said, we, we've been getting, I said this early in the week here on a podcast, I dropped the uh, Raw Smackdown Jones that I did. Um, look, man, this this is uh, like for Friday throwback snacks, this is this is going pretty good. Like I said, a lot of folks really love it. The people, the analytic people at CBS and Intercom tell us, oh, numbers, oh, they like this, they like it. Plus, again, a lot of new fans, a lot of new listeners, and some of the old school folks that have been with me since HPM, they dig this kind of jazz. So, I, I mean, how cool. Think about that. It's like when you watch, uh, yeah, it's like when you listen to a podcast of a top 10 current wrestlers from 2015. That's what this is like. It's going to be exactly that. That's what's going to happen. So, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys think about this. I hope you guys love it. Uh, for sure. Um, also, as you know, I do have to take care of a little business because that's just how this goes. So, support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. So, they understand that the home plays a very big role in your life and your family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you that same level of confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it is simple, guys, allowing you to fully understand all the details to be confident when you're getting the right mortgage for you, okay, or your family. Okay, so it don't matter if you're getting your first home or your 10th home. With Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence you need to make an informed decision. No messy paperwork. No confusion, none of that jazz. And it's convenient, it's trusted, and it's trusted partners allow you to understand what's going on, man. It allows you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at a touch of a button. And in addition to that, you get a real mortgage approval in minutes, guys. In minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time. Make sure you're getting the right solution for you, man. It's great. So Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Okay? You know the deal. Apply simply. Understand fully and mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. MLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. 
that's Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan. So, like I said, this will be in a few seconds. Here. We're going to go into this. We're going to go to a break. Come back for break. We're going to go back in time to 2015. HPM, you and Podcast Machine Fantasy Draft Edition 1, Uno. Top 10 current wrestlers, current of 2015. So, I'm interested to see how many of the cats that are still wrestling that are on this list, that are still, let's say, in WWE or Ring of Honor, who left Ring of Honor. Because I'm, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. I believe we had a couple of different guys, uh, people from, it might have been Lucha Underground on there. It might have been Ring of Honor, uh, la, 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 maybe some New Japan wrestlers. It'll be interesting to see, because again, to hear, I should say, uh, it'll be interesting to hear. I, I, like I said, I have not heard this in a long, long time. So, And the Fancy Draft Editions uh, Top 10s were a huge hit uh, for me and my content, and I'm going to do more of them soon, um, in- interacting with other people uh, soon. So I'm, I'm figuring out a good way to do that, and I have an idea, and I think it's going to be cool down the road, and you'll hear it soon. But uh, without any further ado, we're going to go to break, and then you guys are going to get to basically... Uh, Jump right in this deal here and listen to Human Podcast Machine from, I think it was like late January that this dropped in 2015. HPM Fantasy Draft Edition of one top 10 current wrestlers. Right here, Tad Show, going back in time. Be right back. Sit tight, guys. of the human podcast machine i am taz my guest will be the professor professor vegas himself mike today and we are going to cover the top 10 current wrestlers and if we have time we will cover the top 10 all-time wrestlers hold on a second here look first off taz before we go any further let me just say congratulations on not only the launch of the human podcast machine but also the level of success that you've already attained in such such a short time. And, you know, when I, when I sit back, when I take into account the level of competition, the quality of the competition in this, I guess, this genre of, of podcast, yeah. the numbers that you've put up, uh, what can I say? One hell of an accomplishment, my well, friend. Well, thanks again, Mike. I do appreciate it. And thank you to all the fans out there also. So basically, we're going to do like, you know, we, we, fantasy football, obviously, the, it's just an insanely popular thing worldwide, and I play fantasy football at a very low level compared to the level you play fantasy football, and I look at you as a guy who's one of a pure expert in the fantasy world. Seth here, my producer, you know, he, 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 uh, he produces one of the best podcasts, I feel, on fantasy football, and, uh, you know, uh, Seth, I know you look like you want to talk, so you got to let you I just say, say I just want to say thank you. You're welcome. So, um, we're going to minimize Seth's talking here, but he's going to be incorporated in this, this little game we're going to play here, Mike. So, basically, what we're going to get into is fantasy wrestling top 10 draft current wrestlers and fantasy wrestling top 10 draft uh, all-time wrestlers. You okay. know, I'm not, I'm not sure if it was you or I that came up with this idea, and it sounded really great on the surface. It sounded great on paper. And when you sit there, I can come up with the top ten easy. But I don't know about you, but slotting them in the places one through ten – God, what a pain that it was. was. Hard. I, I, I first it. of all, let, let me let me host the show. That's the one. You, okay. <laughs> I, I, I know you have to control everything. I'm well aware. That's a play-by-play guy thing. You I, know yeah, I know that. And Barry the Color Guy. And I can tell you this. It was, this whole concept, this whole creative of this particular podcast that we're doing on the fantasy wrestling was my idea, Mike. Okay? It was oh, my it was. idea. I, was, I yeah, wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah, it was my idea. Well, good. That way when it tanks, you can take the <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's when I passed the heat, you know. So, <laughs> I know yeah, it. Trust me, at the end of the show, when it tanks, all of a sudden, it's my idea. Oh, yeah, Mike. What you, well, let's just put the heat on Seth. Oh, that's easy. You have to. So, <laughs> so listen. So, look. Let's real quick, before we get into the, the fantasy wrestling top 10 draft current and top 10 draft all time, for those that don't know, or maybe know, obviously, all, all wrestling fans, my listeners that are nice enough to download this podcast, and I appreciate it, they know Mike Tanay, the professor, but maybe some aren't too familiar with your background. Let's go to a quick...
quick little overview of what made you a fan when you were a kid, you know, uh, your passion towards Lucha Libre and all that, and kind of which got you on the map. Talk about that a little bit for us, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to try and do that as quick as I can. It was it was one of those things where I was introduced to wrestling by my grandfather. Uh, he, he came out to Southern California in 1962, and he says, you know what we're going to do tonight? We're going to watch professional wrestling. Had not watched it before to that point. We turn it on, and I'm absolutely enthralled because the first guy I see is a wrestler by the name of the Destroyer. True, yeah. Dick Byer. Dick he, Byer. Wears a, yep. he wears a mask, so there's that identity thing. Why is this guy wearing a mask? Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. What's he, he hiding? Why is he hiding? What's That's he a, hiding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Promo-wise, tremendous. What a talker this guy is. In the ring, sensational. Former football players, you know, uh, at yep. Syracuse University. Yep. Went on to become a great in-ring performer. And he has the figure four leg lock, which no one can break. Yet he gives $1,000 if anybody can break the figure four leg lock. And for whatever reason, it just busted right through the screen, and yeah, I was yeah. I was hooked right from that moment. Uh, immediately got into just reading anything I could about wrestling, watching every show, getting every magazine, and was uh, was so taken by it that, that believe it or not, I started my own wrestling newsletter back in uh, 1966 of all uh-huh. things. Ah, you so imagine? you're the guy who created the dirt sheets. Can oh, you imagine? I, I, I was I was the guy. Did did that for about seven years. Also wrote for the magazines, all the newsstand magazines. I wrote for uh, the program in Los Angeles, the Olympic Auditorium. And I, I always had that passion for wrestling, but business and school and other things, girls, and that, that all got in the way for a while. And wrestling kind of got put on the back burner to... Uh, I, was, I was fortunate. I was working at the Gold Coast Casino in Las Vegas. I, and I don't know whether many people know that, but oh, for over a, over a decade, I was in race and sportsbook management in Las Vegas. And I was a guest on a radio show, and we were talking about betting sports and the like, and, and it was and it was all going along great. When the guy asked me about my early days in wrestling, when I worked at the Olympic Auditorium in L.A., writing for the programs and talking about old wrestlers, and the thing just took off like mad. Uh, that's it, it was a springboard to my own uh, wrestling radio show, which I did for probably six, seven years, the Wrestling Insiders National Show. And th- that opened the door for me uh, to be able to come on and, and work for W. WCW, I guess initially it was okay, that. Well, uh, if you could come up for a breath. <laughs> I guess, you know, you know there's, there's nothing better than talking about yourself. You know that better well, than, than uh, anybody. Thanks, Mike. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I, love, I love how you stop for a second, bury me again, and then keep talking. So, <laughs> but I, I, have to, I have to ask you a question. I want I want because you're going, you're going, you know, I, I know you. You're a machine. Okay, so I. I no, you're I, the machine. I am. That's true. I am the podcast <laughs> machine. That's right. That's right, Seth. That's right. I am the machine. Mike, you're not the machine. So here's the thing. I, I just want to backtrack a little bit. What was your passion towards, like, the, the Lucha Libre thing kind of put you on the map? Do you think it was kind of because you grew up in Southern California and, and the, uh, you know, what, 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 how that insurgence of, of, you know, wrestlers from Mexico, luchadors coming up to the West Coast, wrestling in L.A. and all that jazz? Is that how that happened? Absolutely. It was the fact that, that I was introduced to it uh, with that first wave, really, if you think about it. I mean, certainly the border towns in Texas had it, but in terms of Southern California, the first real wave uh, where they went with the, the luchadors in, in the top slots was the Mil Mascaris, uh, the Ray Mendozas, the, the Juarezes, the Gordman and Goliaths. They brought them in, and they were so strong, and all of a sudden you noticed that at the Olympic Auditorium, the crowd, the makeup of the crowd switched drastically. You had the, the group that for years attended and watched Blassie, the Destroyer. They watched Tolis. Now, all of a sudden, you would look around, and the, and the crowd was 50%, 60% Hispanic at that point. Right. And it, it took off like crazy. So, yeah, that was the early introduction. That made me, I guess, comfortable with it. And then... Uh, that kind, well, that kind of, sorry, Mike. Does that kind of so that kind of puts you? I hate to use the cliche, put you on the map, but that kind of got. I, I guess like an Eric Bischoff, he kind of understood. Or once WCW started rolling, I know we're taking a lot of stuff out of what happened during your career, but you know, I, uh, but I, that that kind of your knowledge as the professor, as an expert on lucha libre and all that jazz, and you're a, a, a historian on the business. 
did that kind of perk at Eric Bischoff when he was running WCW? Yeah, I, I don't think I probably get the entree into the business without it. Uh, the, the first offering that I had was that When Worlds Collide pay-per-view. And I'll never forget Gary Jester, working for WCW at the time, came to Las Vegas. We met for breakfast. He says, can you do this show? I said, ah, of course I can do this show. No problem. I had done radio. I hadn't really done TV at that point. Right. And, and fortunately for me, it worked out well. And yeah, and then at the same time, how great was it that that Monday Nitro uh, broadcast uh, was just loaded with incredible talent from Mexico and Japan. You had your Ultimo Dragons from Japan. You had your Rey Mysterios from Mexico. Yeah. Your, your, you know, your Eddie Guerrero's. It was so really. It was a natural fit for me. And it, like anything else in the wrestling business, as you know, timing, timing, yeah, timing. <laughs> right, right place, right time. And fortunately for me, that was the slot that Eric Bischoff, you know, felt that uh, that they needed somebody in that role, and it worked out great. And, and if you think back, that when Worlds Collide pay per view. The WCW announced teams, they were offered that job, and they put up their hands and they said, no way. Right. We, we don't want to do it. Because they looked at the lineup, and, and here's, you know, they, they might know Tito Santana, obviously, one right, or two right. guys underneath. They don't, they don't know anybody else on the card. They don't know Peril, Guayo, Conan, nothing. From, a, from an announcer's perspective, call a commentator's perspective, they don't want to be exposed. That's exactly. the problem, right. Exactly. So. Which was also fortunate for me, because now that, you know, that door again was opened, and, and that enabled Chris Cruz and I to do that first broadcast. Yes, and I thought Chris Cruz was awesome. I actually thought he was better than you, but I digress. <laughs> so. Oh, no way. Now, wait a minute. I thought we had an understanding that Seth was going to be the whipping boy on this show. Whoa, 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 fact, whoa, I'd whoa. like to see that put on his business card. Producer <laughs> slash whipping boy. <laughs> no, so, all right, so, and a lot of people don't know, before we get into the fantasy wrestling top ten, a lot of people don't know, Mike, maybe you could briefly, which I know is probably not physically possible for you to briefly explain something, <laughs> but <laughs> maybe you could briefly explain that you were kind of giving input and feedback to Bischoff during those Monday Nitros, correct? Well, I think it was more of a case of trying to provide information for the viewers. In terms of, of feedback for Eric, absolutely. I think there, there was a long, a long time period where after every show, he would come to me and he would you know, get a rating, a 1 to 10. Give me what it is, and I'll never forget the greatest story about this is he came to me one day, and it was, it was a good nitro, not a great nitro, and... I'm standing there. Eric says, how was the show? I said, eh, it was good, not great. I give it a, a strong seven. All of a sudden, I, I see right over Eric's shoulder is Larry Zabisco standing there. <laughs> you know, Larry's been in the business at that point, holy, what, 25, yeah, 30 years, years yeah, already yeah, 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 at that yeah. point. And I see Larry just shaking his head, don't no, do no, it, back don't do and it. forth. <laughs> Eric, Eric peels off, walks away, and Larry turns to me and says, Professor, what are you thinking? <laughs> When Bischoff asks you what this show is on a one, it's a ten. It's a ten, you idiot. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's pro wrestling across the board behind the scenes, oh, right there. That, that that may be that may be the definition of pro wrestling in a nutshell, right I, I there. I think right? that basically covers it. So, uh, all right, so let's have some fun here. You ready to rock and roll? You, you, you need to plug anything? You need to talk about anything? You want to put yourself over more? You're, I think I think I think I've handled that right. already. Let's, let's, get, to, let's get to these ratings and. Ranking All right, here. so this is where we're going to do this, okay? And I want your input, Mike, I, you know, because you're, you're a structured fella. So I think what we do here is we're going to do fantasy wrestling top 10 draft. Let's do the current guys first. I like that. And Cool. And let's cover in-ring work rate, mic work, and physical look is what I did my list. Seth, how about your list? Is it, what's it based off of? Uh, the same thing, because you told me what to do, Tess. Thank now, you. See, we didn't have Thanks this for being honest. Yeah, no, Mike and, today and I didn't. Seth just stooged me off. Here, yeah, so. this, is, this, is, this, is what, this is what I wrote down. I wrote down in-ring ability, promo ability, character development, historical impact, longevity, ability to sell tickets, sell merchandise, bottom line, move oh the needle. OMG. I'm glad oh. you didn't take this too seriously. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what his last words to me right as he hung up the phone? Tonight, do your homework. <laughs> and, he, and he hangs up the phone. <laughs> he hits me with the 7 a.m. Today oh. do your homework. Gone. Oh, God, that's true. I did do that. All right, so. Now, the other thing I think we need in, the, in this 2015 list, the current list, I think we also need maybe to consider potential. Because if you're drafting a fantasy football team, you don't necessarily say, eh, this guy had uh, DeMarco Murray, had a huge season. I 
I know he's going to do that. You might look for somebody else. So I think you might have to lean also towards yeah. a little bit of potential. I agree. It's, I, a, it's a keeper league. Yeah, so. right. It's a great keeper. Well, there you go. Now, see, now you're changing the rules again. Now i got to restructure my top ten. Can you guys call me back in about 20 minutes? <laughs> well, I don't think we have enough tape. So, um, <laughs> so even this is on digital, I'm showing my age tape. So, anyway, so this is what we're going to do. I think we go. Uh, I'll mention my my number ten guy, and we'll work our way to number one. I'll mention my guy, talk about him, or what should we do? Should I mention it? Then Mike, you mention oh, you're the guest today. You mention your guy, Seth. Let, mentioned- me take, let me take over the hosting role here. Let's let's go ten. Let's go ten to one. Let's go Taz. Let's go Seth. Let's go Mike. We'll bounce it around that way, and each guy gets a sentence or two. Because you the dad, Taz, come on, keep you know keep it to a minimum. Oh my God, you're killing me. Soundbite, son. So all right, so. <laughs> no run on sentences, yeah. please. No right, run so on sentences. I'm, I'm not. The, you know, you're the guest. I wanted you to go first. You want to go last because you oh, want to be the closer. No, I'd love to go first. Let me go first then. All right, so you go first. Uh, Seth will go second. He's the middleman, and uh, and I'll, I'm the main eventer, so I'll, I'll go last. I'm humble, and uh, I'm humble. I'm humble. All right, so uh, I right, boom. So Mike and begin. Who's your number ten? Number ten slot. I'm going to go with Wade Barrett. Wow. Uh, we're looking at size. We're looking at believability. I know there's been some injury questions with him, but just like in terms of fantasy football, sometimes you have to say, I think maybe he'll get over those injuries. Potential down the line again. I'm going to go with Wade Barrett. I like which that. might be a surprise. No, but I that's like in that. the 10 slot. I'll, I'll tell you why I like that. I like Wade Barrett. Uh, I like Wade Barrett. I don't have him on my list, but I will tell you this about Wade Barrett. That kid, I'm calling him a kid, but he looks, he's so believable. His work, his face, his voice, the way he sounds, I just, there's something about him, that grit. I'm a little pissed off at myself that I don't have him on my list, so that's your number 10. Good job. Well, I, think, I think the reason you don't have him on the list is he was trained by Al Snow, so we're going to just stretch that. Well, right now I'm happy he's not that's on my right. list. So. <laughs> the other thing, too, is with Barrett, I think people, when you watch him on TV, you don't realize the size. This guy's like six 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 seven. I know he's taller than me. All right, so Seth, barely. So, <laughs> Seth, what's your number? Seth is struggling. Who's your number ten? Um, he should be my number one because he has the best first name in the business. But uh, I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins. Oh, all right, uh, I, all right. Talk you know, about him. Oh, I'm thinking about keeper league. So, I, I, you know, I think he's he's come such a long way in such a short period of time. Yep. He's building himself up too. He's building his body. He's got he's got mic skills. Well, he's got a presence, and uh, yeah, I think he's got a great future in the business. I'll tell you this, Seth. I have Seth Rollins on my list. Don't cheat and look at it. I'm not telling you where. I, honestly, I think you have him too. You don't have him. You're not giving him enough respect. Uh, that's what I he's think. He's on my Rollins. list. I know my he's list. on your list, bro. So I know respect. that. Uh, what about you, Tanay? What do you think of Seth Rollins? I have Seth Rollins just outside the top ten. Okay, we're going to get into the outside top ten because I have a few fellows on that too. So, okay, my ten, my guy at number ten is the one and only Samoa Joe. I uh, I feel that I have a pretty heavy list here. To have a guy like Samoa Joe in a 10-hole, my list is legit, again. So I, I am proud of my list, and I'm boasting about my list. Samoa Joe, I just feel like his history, he's a TNA Grand Champion, uh, you know, multi-time world champion, the Samoan submission machine. From a credibility standpoint, I think he's tremendous. The past couple of years in TNA, his promo style, his his cadence in his promo has changed for the better. Mike, I know you and I have talked about that behind the scenes. And and I, I'm just a huge fan of Samoa Joe. His look is different. He doesn't have that ripped muscular look like all these other guys. He's not a cosmetic-looking pretty thing. But the thing is, he looks like a guy that could tear your head off. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of, of correlations between a Samoa Joe and a Wade Barrett too. Yes. I mean, they're both that super believable product, you know. So you're, you're going to bury Joe? You don't think Joe's good, Mike? I have Joe just outside. Oh, I'm a little I'm yeah. a little surprised at that. I, I, have I am Joe too. Trust me, I am too. Okay, I'm a little that surprised. Just tells, that just tells you how good my list is. All right, well, I think my list is the best, but I digress. Let's so, talk about number nine. Okay, sure, host, go ahead, Mike. Let's <laughs> talk about number nine. <laughs> Number nine on my list is Bobby Roode. Okay. When I think of Bobby Roode, I think of smooth. I think of a guy whose in-ring work is effortless, yet peerless. It's right there at the top. For me, and I I know that John Cena had the name the prototype, but to me, when I think of a wrestler prototype in terms of look, uh, in, in terms of 
the, the, the promo ability in terms of the bell-to-bell, Bobby Roode gets my vote. I put Bobby well, Roode at number nine. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised to hear that you had him nine. I, I, I have Bobby Roode on my list. Not going to expose it yes, where, yet where, but I'm a massive fan of Bobby Roode and think that he is one of the uh, – he's a throwback but yet a current – Mega star, in my opinion, a guy just exemplifies what a world champion is from a speaking perspective, physically, the whole nine yards. Seth, what do you got? I got him on my list too. I got Bobby Roode. And also, just when you guys were talking about him, made me click. Uh, clicked in my head. I thought Kurt Hennig. You guys, does that make any sense? He kind oh, of, but they, oh the, yeah, the Bobby Roode, Kurt Hennig comparison. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And, and Roode will tell you that Kurt Hennig is one of those guys that he patterned his his career after. Right, you know, nine in ring style. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> Who's your number nine, Seth? Nine. <laughs> My number nine is. Oh, I became German. I don't know what happened. Well, well, I'm, going, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to another country. I'm going to Russia, and I'm going with Rusev. I really like this guy. I like, I, you know, I like to have a little diversity in my in my list. Okay, and he's he's that he's that foreigner who look who's a badass right. who just has that wrestling ability, and he's and, and you okay. know, yeah, I just I just like him for you know keeper I, league. I think yeah. I think that that young man Rusev. I mean, the tomato that would have was unbelievable too. But I got <laughs> I got to tell you, Rusev, I think is definitely a uh, a, a young man that's going to have a, he has a very bright future in the business. I, I honestly I don't have him on my list. I don't have him outside my list neither because he can't speak. So I, I saw him talk a little bit. I did it's coming around, but coming around and being a, a talker that can talk talk that has chops, as we say, I, I, that's why I don't see him in a top ten. Just my opinion, but I, it's a good good pick on nine for you. I, I think that's good stuff. Keep it same keep for it. me. Not not in my top ten. Not outside my top ten. And expressly because of the limitations that Taz just talked about. There you go. So uh, I'm going to give you my number nine. And it's another TNA guy. I'm not, I'm not being Joe Homer here, but it's just a coincidence. Low-key. Uh, I look at Loki as a guy that does not get the publicity, does not get the, uh, the hype that so many other guys do. But, Mike, you've called more of his matches than I, and I know Loki very well. And I got to tell you, there isn't really anybody that is more believable in the ring than this guy. His work is just insane. He's not a giant of a man, but he's in great muscular shape. He has the, the physique that fits his gimmick. Uh, uh, his talking, uh, you know, he kind of sounds like one of those guys from those karate movies back when we were kids that it sounds like, so you think the money's yours? Like, you know, it's like 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 the guy that like, throws his voice. It's like, it's hilarious. I think it's great, we, you know, we don't see him speak enough. I think his look is very unique. You look at him, you can't tell. Is he African-American? Is he Hispanic? You know, what is he? What country is he from? Oh, he's from Brooklyn. Wow, that's crazy. You know, but this guy, just to me, I'm a huge low-key fan. He's my number nine. Incredibly stiff in the ring. Uh, like you said, that voice, at, at some point down the line, there's voiceover work in this young man's future. Yes. Can you imagine him saying, this is CNN? That would be tremendous. Then he sidekicks the guy in the face. Then the stiff kick. Yeah, stiff kick. So that's that's my number nine. All right, where are we? We're going number eight. Tanae, who's your number eight? My number eight is Dean Ambrose. Wow. Now, I do not have Rollins and Reigns in my top ten. I have them just outside the top ten. I think when you look at the three guys in the shield, the one long-term potential to be the breakout guy is Ambrose. Believe it or not, over Rollins and Reigns. When I see Dean Ambrose, I, I almost feel like it's the second coming of Terry Funk. There's, there's absolutely times when they get a camera shot, and it's, it's his in-ring style reminiscent of Terry Funk, probably not quite as, and I know that's, that's the, the character that he has right now is almost along the lines of that, probably not as crazy as Terry Funk used to be, but there's times when you get a camera shot of him, and the look is, it's Terry Funk from, you know, that early 1970s look of Terry Funk. I'm yes. going to go with Dean yes. Ambrose in the number eight slot. Okay, that's I think that's awesome. I think he's another tremendous competitor, a tremendous star, a young star. But I'm going to pause for a second because I'm angry, Mike. I'm angry. It's good news and bad news. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> you want, what, what one you want first, Mike? Uh, I'd, li- I'd like the bad news first. The bad news is I'm not angry at you. Good. The good news is I'm angry at Seth. So, Seth. Uh-oh. Mike, understand what's happening in this studio right now. What? So I'm sitting here looking at my list. I'm listening to you. 
This guy's my producer. He's writing stuff. I'm like, what is this guy writing? I look over, and he's writing your top ten as you're rolling, mine as I'm rolling, and I got a freaking blank piece of paper over here. <laughs> he don't even smart me up how to do this. He's a fantasy football expert. You, Tanae, you're an expert. I'm doing the freaking free ESPN fantasy bo- football with teenagers. So, <laughs> so now, Tanae, who was your number? T- who, who was Tanae's ten? My 10 was Wade Barrett, my 9, Bobby. Oh, slow down. Jesus Christmas, I'm trying to write. Oh, come on. Pick up the speed, would you? Barrett, hold on. Wade Barrett. And who was 9 for you, Mike? Bobby Roode and And Dean Ambrose. This is all your fault, Seth. All your fault. You're fired. fired. Seth, who'd you have 10? 10, I had Rollins, Seth Rollins. Right. So we're we're regrouping here. And who's 9? Rusev. Right. And then who's 8? Oh, we're gonna go to eight. I'm going eight now. Oh, I spread. I spread. Would you let him wait. go? Would you just let the man talk? <laughs> you want to do this draft? Can I do my draft? Do it. Do your eight. Do it. Cesaro, I got number eight. Um, All right. I feel like he's got, you know, uh, again, I'm thinking keeper league. I'm going with these guys, little diamonds in the rough. I think he has a great future, great potential. He's got he's got a, his own thing going on. Um, oh, yeah, what's his own thing? He wears a black towel on his head? Yeah, he's the first guy to ever do that, I think. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Today, wow. That's all he says. Infringement. Uh, I, I just think he has a lot of potential in the business. And, uh, you know, he's taking a couple steps forward, a couple steps back, and hopefully he'll find his path again. I think that physically he looks great. I, his face. I was a fan of this guy when he was in Ring of Honor. I don't have him on my list, okay? And I don't have him on my outside list. And there's, there's the reason of his speaking ability. He, he can't cut a promo, in my opinion. Okay, maybe he'll get there. I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, some of his best work, I thought, was when Heyman was his manager in WWE because he had to have a mouthpiece. And that's okay, but to me, you got to be a, a hybrid of a speaker, a physical specimen to a degree, or a special look physically, and your in-ring work rate. I think that this young man, uh, Cesaro, has his in-ring work, no problem. I mean, I was a fan of his in-ring of honor, as I said. I think he's kind of lost his identity. He had the white bands on his legs. He didn't. He had red bands, no more bands. Get the black towels. He's got a red towel. He's got a robe. He's got no robe. You got to find yourself, son. That's what it's about. I, I have uh, confidence that he will. Okay, so I got to give my number eight. Mike, do you have any uh, input you want to give on what I just said or what Seth said about uh, Cesaro? Uh, quickly, Cesaro, outside of my top ten, had him on the list as under consideration. Uh, but like you said, there's so many questions, and I just feel like I have ten guys that just exceeded what he's accomplished or down the line his potential. Agreed. We'll be right back with the warm, cuddly, fuzzy Taz. Now, my number eight, Bray Wyatt. Okay, big fan. Okay, this this guy just, you know, his obviously his legacy, his family, his dad, Rotunda, all that jazz. He's got that in his blood. That's number one. Generate was he uh, probably second generation? Second generation, right, Mike? Yes, he is. Second generation guy. Tremendous look. Love the guy's look. Okay, uh, you see cats walking around the streets all over the place. You know, uh, with, with the beard, trying to steal the look or stealing the Eric Young look, whatever. So I, I think he's got a great look. I think his in-ring work is underrated. I think the guy could go. He's an athlete. Okay, he's and and his speaking is you know probably some of the best in the business today. I think Bray Wyatt number eight. Uh, hopefully, I'm doing him justice. I love Bray Wyatt. I do not have him on my list. The two people that were my 11 and 12, Bray Wyatt, and boy, are you right when you say don't judge that book, right, by the cover. No, no, no question about it. The two guys I had just outside my list, just bubbling under there, one was Bray Wyatt, and the other, probably surprised you, was Bram. Well, why are you saying this now, Mike? We're going through the list. Why are you ruining my show? Why? <laughs> I know you got to spoil everything because it's not your show. I got it, Mike. I'm just, I got you, you asked you asked for my opinion whether I had the guy in the top ten or not, and I'm telling you, you bubbling know under. You Listen, know, bubbling under. I know, Bubby. I got a lot of stuff bubbling under. <laughs> I, I had I had scrapple for breakfast. So no, I, instead of Professor Vegas, you should be Professor Ballbreaker. That's what you should be. <laughs> so so anyway, uh, where are we? Seven, yep. Mike. You got to give your number seven. I'm going to go Professor on you here, and I'm going to go outside. 
outside the U.S. promotions. The emergence of New Japan Pro Wrestling in the last year or two has been amazing. The stars of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they've got some great ones. And I looked at the list, and I had Tanahashi on the list. I had Okada on the list. I had Nakamura, and I said, you know what? I'm only going to take one of these three guys. And I went with Okada because of age. He's, he's like 26, 27 years old. Tanahashi is 37 years old. Right. I, I went with Okada instead, and I think it's amazing that I have him at number seven. And then I think back to how this guy was in TNA yeah. recently. Yeah. You know, within the last couple of years, he was in TNA. And it, it, it really was a shame to see that he didn't get uh, utilized better with, I agree. with TNA. I agree. Yeah, I mean, definitely TNA did not... At that time, uh, I don't I remember who's running. I don't remember who's run was was running creative then. But they obviously didn't see uh, something in Okada and Okada. Okada definitely massive star for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and and that's kind of what happens. It's a different show for booking, but you know, booking's in the behind, in the eye of the beholder, as they say. So you know, you you might like uh, vanilla. I might like chocolate, and Seth he might like pistachio. There's a good chance he likes rainbow. But I think. <laughs> There's anything wrong with that. No, so anyway. All right, Jerry. Oh, come on, PC, politically correct. <laughs> All right, Seth is going to give us his number seven, Mike. Seven we already talked about. He's a phenomenal wrestler. Not AJ Styles. He's another phenomenal guy, uh, Bobby Roode. Okay, you got Roode at seven. Okay. Uh, I what, do. what is it that you – what do you like and don't like about Roode? Um – I think he's great. His in-ring work is fantastic. His promo is is most of the time on point. Sometimes I feel like it's a little bit forced. Okay. If I'm, if I'm going to nitpick, gotcha. But overall, yeah, I you know I think he's great. Yeah. Okay. You just have other guys you feel that are above him. Okay. All right. I I again I I'm a huge Root fan. Um, I have at number what are we on? What number? I'm confused. Seven. Seven. Jeez. I I I need a roadmap here. I need like a GPS system. Um, <laughs> I got MVP. Might surprise some folks. I'll tell you why MVP. Um, he's always crisp, as we call it, in the ring. His work is always solid, always. Uh, his promo skills are tremendous. His look from when he we saw him uh, surge out in WWE back years ago was a different look. The character, the 305 thing, the number one agent, uh, free agent, you know, uh, spinning off of pro sports. And that was all MVP's creative mindset. His his uh, IP, as we call it, intellectual property, meaning his gimmick, his character is him. He's also a student of the game and well-versed on, on in Japan with wrestling and, and worldwide in Mexico. You know, so I respect him. I respect his work. And I believe uh, he's in a good spot on my list at seven. This is a tough list to make. You know, MVP is great. And uh, it's hard to come up with ten guys. And right. he's definitely deserving. I mean, you think back to that match that, that, that MVP had in Tokyo, Japan at our Bound for Glory pay-per-view, and that's where I think you see the potential of how great he can be that really, really just shines through at that point. No doubt. And that's why I had him there. So, so, uh, so seven, I, boom, now we are on six. So Swing the wheel to me at six, and I'm going to go with AJ Styles in the sixth spot. Wow. Uh, in-ring ability, unquestioned. You know, I think when you look at some of the other things, in terms of promo ability, okay. I think his position with New Japan Pro Wrestling is almost tailor-made. The promo ability there is one of those things where it's probably secondary, obviously. His in-ring, it matches with the best of the Japanese guys. I have AJ Styles in the number six spot. Yeah, and I I think that's, uh, look, there's, Aren't many better than AJ Styles, and and he's on my list too. And I'll get into my feelings about AJ in a sec. Uh, I did good good pick right there, Mike in the six hole. I agree with that. Uh, what do you got, Seth? I got one of you guys' favorite. I got Gunner at number six. I wow, mean, Gunner, nice. yeah, Gunner's stacked. He's he's ripped. He's improving uh, constantly. I think he's got a, a hell of a future in the business, and he's already making it happen. So he's great. Yeah, no, no, no. The Gunner, as I think, Mike, you might have been the first to deem him as Mister Intensity, I believe, and 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 he fits the mold every time. No question, and I had him right with that Bray Wyatt-Bram group that just didn't make my top ten, so I, I could right. not argue with Gunner. Well, speaking of Bram, he's my number six, and I want to explain it. Some might say, wow, he re- you know, he's not a- he never never really held a major title, or, 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 or well, as a time we're taping this, he never held a major title. Let's preface that. Um, here's the thing with Bram, 
and you heard me say this throughout this list, just my strong opinion in regards to this topic with wrestlers. I keep saying words like believability. His work looks real. He's real. He's real. He's real. That's the key to uh, suspend that belief. You know it's entertainment, but the guys that can go in there and verbally speak and make you believe them. Look in the camera and you look through their eyes and they believe what they're saying. His work, the physicality, all of those things I just listed, that's Bram. This kid has the look. He's almost like a modern day uh, Bruiser Brody per se. And I'm a gigantic fan of Bram's look, his verbal skills, his physicality. He's young. I got him at six. I don't care. Keep a league or not set, but they want to say this <laughs> kid's a stud. I predict a massive upside for Bram. We're breaking into the top five. This is big, guys. I, at number five, I have Daniel Bryan. Uh, in-ring ability, again, great. Uh, his his ability to sell merchandise, uh, <laughs> I think, has, as, as of you know, the last year or two, has been tremendous. His well, ability- well, well, let me hold on. So here's the thing. You made up your own rules here, and that pisses me <laughs> off. You didn't give me you didn't give me any rules. No, no, what no, else no. am I going to do? Chef, you, I, look, no, here's no. what you said. Do your homework. Goodbye. <laughs> Slam the phone down. Well, of course I have to make up my own rules. No, Mike, that's BS. I told you. And Seth did his homework. Look, in-ring work, Mike work, physical look. That's it. You've got, well, how much percentage royalty he gets. He sold exactly. five, he sold five hoodies. He sold free sneakers. <laughs> I mean, I got it. I understand. But you're, gonna, you're, you're talking above not only our audience's head, you're talking above my head, and I'm the human podcast machine. Don't make, no, no, wait a minute. When it comes to money, we're not talking over your head. Well, Trust me, true. you understand that very well. Don't play dumb with me. <laughs> kafab, kafab, kafib, kafab. I, I see how you always, you always pick up the tab at the Mexican restaurant when it's nine bucks, and you stick me when it's 30 for dinner. Oh, come on. I well, see what you're up when, to. when there's adult beverages, yeah, but you have to kafab, my kafab. kafab. <laughs> Kate, well, what is that? Kafab, kafab. Well, kafab. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. So, what number are we on? Three, two, one, five. Daniel Bryan in the five slot. Keep All it right. going. Good. Seth, what do you got? Five. I got Dean Ambrose. I think uh, I love the I love the intensity and passion he brings, and like he he really goes all in. And you you know you can tell the difference for a guy who's like you know doing reading his lines, and he just he does it well. And they, and he also he can he can uh, he works well in the ring as well. I like him a lot. Okay. I think he's got a bright future. I'm gonna tell you, we've heard Dean Ambrose's name. Uh, today had him in the eight hole. Uh, you had him up. That's not a weird a hole. A eight hole. <laughs> uh, today had him in the eight hole, and uh, Seth, you just put him in the five hole. I do not have young Dean Ambrose. Uh, on my list. How bad is that? I had to double check, make sure I didn't have him. Um, I had to peek over. <laughs> Seth caught me too. And and um, I don't. I'll tell you why I don't have my. I think the kid's great. I think he obviously he's getting a big push and all that. But I got to tell you, ah, man, I, I hate to say something negative about a guy who's working hard. I feel his promo. I love his in ring work. Physically, he's great. Uh, his look is cool too. But I feel like the crazy man thing. The way it seems forced. It seems, as we say, like a work, in my opinion. That's just my opinion, okay? Uh, That's just the way I see it. It seems like a work. Bram and Ambrose both are doing this crazy man gimmick, for the lack of better terms. These promos that are whacked out. And I'm telling you, if you watch them side by side, side by side, this kid, Bram, he is more believable. And it's just my opinion. I think it's a great point. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um... Uh, that's, uh, me, that's me doing the job, even though I have Ambrose on the list and, and Bram right underneath. But no, you, I, I think you, that you made a great point. <laughs> well, you know I don't do well with the job stuff, so uh, <laughs> you know how that goes. So, not in your vocabulary. you got to break rings with holes in them to have me lose. <laughs> uh, you know, guys with tattoos on their heads that are legends. That's uh, Bam Bam. That's it, brother. Bam Bam. Um, love Bam Bam. Miss Bam Bam. Okay, here we go. Number five for myself. Uh, I am going with the phenomenal AJ Styles. You know, his Ring of Honor work, uh, obviously his history in TNA, uh, the New Japan work. Uh, you know, I just think that, um, you know, I, I know, Mike, you had him in the six hole. Uh, 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 you know, I um, you didn't have him, Seth, right? I got him. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, I, here's my thing, though, with AJ. It's And, Mike, you touched on it about promos. I, I think that, you know, in Japan, it's a great spot for him. Ring of Honor, yes. I, I think that in TNA, his promo work, it was kind of obvious that he was struggling a little bit. But this is what I liked about AJ's promos. You could see in his eye, 
Talk about the eyes. His eyes. He was passionate about what he said. Some people say, well, he's got that southern drawl. It's tough. He seems like just a, a good old boy. And you know what? I've had people knock me for my Brooklynese accent. You know, or you're, Jim, from, wait, you're from Brooklyn? Yes, that's what I heard. Oh, and like wow. Jim, Jim Ross, you know. <laughs> Jim Ross, you know, with, with his, with his, what they call Oklahoman southern drawl. You know, I mean, but you know what? That's your niche or niche. How do you say it, Mike? Niche? Niche? Niche. Niche. <laughs> niche. Think, think about it. In terms of your promo work, and I'm right there with you on AJ, sometimes you are limited by the character that you are given by creative or by the input from creative towards your promo work. So, you, I mean, it's one thing, yeah, of course, to judge a guy on his ability to deliver. Yes, sometimes you're limited by what you're given. All right, well, we're getting into top four. I'm getting excited. I'm all fired up. All right, Mike, what do you got? Four. What do you got? Number four. It might surprise a few people because you know nobody really. Hold on, the pr- hold on, hold that thought. Hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. You're, you're gonna, no one is going to be more shocked than you two guys with my number four. But go ahead. What's your number four? Number four for me is CM Punk. Again, it's, who knows in terms of his status exactly what that is, but for in-ring ability, promo ability, talk about selling merchandise, great, great stuff. No I think a guy who also had a character in mind, stuck with that, conviction of it, delivered on it, CM Punk in number four. Tell you what, uh, I don't have Punk on my list anywhere near my list, and it's not because I'm not a fan. It's not because I don't personally know him and like him. It's it's because, like you said, his status. Don't know. He's, sure. he's in limbo. With the, as we're taping this, he's in limbo. So, um, look, talking about Punk for a sec, look, no doubt. The guy is passionate. You're right. His convic- conviction, his desire, the character he built was so innovative, coming up with a concept of a guy that doesn't drink and do drugs. And that's a role model. You know, but he still has that rock, that punk, I'm kind of show my age, that punk rocker type look, feel thing, whatever you want to call it. Attitude. With, attitude, thank you, where he's slick, cool, but yet he doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. You know, you know what I mean? And I think that, that, I know that was all from punk, and that was his in, innovative, being innovative, I should say. And not only that, his ability to incorporate submission and how well he's done that into the pro wrestling world of his strong style of work. Big fan of punk, don't have my list. Mike's got him on the full hole. I'm impressed. What do you got, Seth? I agree with uh, I agree with what you said about CM Punk. Uh, number four, I have one of my favorite wrestlers uh, all around right now is uh, Austin Aries. Oh, okay. I like that. I love I love his work. I lo- everything yep. about everything about he does. Everything about everything he does. I love. Aren't, aren't, aren't many things wrong. Aren't many things wrong with Austin Aries as a professional wrestler on television. I mean, I have him on my list too, but I didn't say him yet. But huge fan, good pick right there on your part. What do you think about Aries, bro? Mike, today? Bell to Bell, unbelievable. With you on Austin Aries. Do not have him in my top ten. Do have him on my cut-down list just off to the side. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm shocking the world. Uh-oh. Well, at least my listeners who were nice enough to download this and you two cats. <laughs> but I... This is going to be weird. Help me, help me figure this out here. You know, Randy Savage is dead, right? No, no, I know yeah. that. No, no, thanks. Um, I put two guys in a tag team. Tag team. I changed the rules a little bit. It's my show. Well, you're, you're making the rules on the fly. <laughs> well, that's the gimmick, right? I, I'm the human podcast stream. I do what the frig I want, Mike. No, no parameters. No, but they're brothers. The Briscoe brothers. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. You know, Mark and Jay Briscoe, Ring of Honor fame. I'm telling you right now, you will not find two guys, and again, I'm going to use the word, that look more real. The way they talk, the way they work, the way they're built, the way they keep the way they keep themselves groomed or lack thereof. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious though, man. Those guys are badass. Two cats from Delaware. I've never met these guys. I've been fans of these guys forever. I can't wait to the day that I get the opportunity to meet them. Okay, I've never met them in my life. I've watched their work for years. They, they, they are. I'm sure they had to have opportunity over the years to go to a TNA or, or WWE. In the four hole, I have the Briscoes. I, I, you know, it's hard to tell. I don't know which one's better, Mark or Jay. But I, I, I'm sorry. I changed the rules. I hope you guys aren't mad at me. That's my four hole Briscoes. But we don't have a vote. No, you don't have a vote. Let me ask you a question today about the Briscoes, because you might know the answer. If not, you'll BS your way through it. Um, so, uh, la, 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 la. Jack and Jerry Briscoe, the original Briscoes, with an O at the end of their name as opposed to an E. What's the deal with Mark and Jay? Like I said, I always wanted to ask them that when I do get the chance to meet them. 
I don't know if that's their real name, or do you know any of the backstory on that? Well, you know, I remember when they were in TNA, the early days, uh, they, they were in some of the matches at the Asylum. As far as real name goes, I'm not sure on that. Obviously, no relation to Jack and Jerry Briscoe, uh, but I, I don't know their real names, but I tell you what, uh, I don't think that Briscoe is their, is their real name, but I don't know what it is, but uh, I, I'm with you as far as a tag team. These guys are tremendous. I wonder about, and, and this I'd, I'd love to get your insight in this, would they ever have a chance to flourish in a company like the WWE? Uh, no. No. Because they're, they're too, and it's not because of, it's not their fault. In my opinion, it's WWE's fault. And, and the reason is those two guys are not, from what I understand, the way they work and the way they, they conduct themselves. I heard they're good people, but they're not the type to conform. They have a mind of their own. Amen. And I think that sometimes that can be difficult, you know, in certain wrestling companies. So uh, so that's my number four. Now, where are we? We're on number three, right? Top three today. Don't let oh, us down. This is big. I'm not going to blow this. You know it. Number three, and you know this is going to be good, it's John Cena. Promo ability. Unquestioned. Nobody's going to, you know, ask about that historical impact. Guys put the company on his shoulders for the last several years, and he's delivered ability to move the needle. Yes, sell merchandise. Yes. When you say in-ring ability, and, and you know, people might throw the flag on John Cena in terms of in-ring ability, but when I watch John Cena, this son of a gun delivers on the big stage. Big match quality is right up there. If you're talking week to week, maybe a question as far as that goes a little bit, but still John Cena for me is a strong number three. Well, I think that's uh, obviously uh, a no-brainer for some that would put together a list of their fantasy wrestling top ten current wrestlers. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't I don't have John on my list. I mean, it's nothing. It's not that I'm not a fan of John's. I, I am. I mean, the guy, you're right. He's a blockbuster um, um, talent <clears throat> who's made millions of dollars and made millions of dollars for the WWE, uh, always in great shape. The guy trains his rear end off. Um, his promos are off the chart. One of the nicest guys you ever met in your life. Uh, in-ring work, yeah, some people do throw flags on his in-ring work. I mean, I'm okay with it. I, You know, I mean, really, uh, uh, does he work the same pacing, style, intensity of a, you know, let's say a Randy Orton or a Bobby Roode or an AJ Styles? No. Uh, but you know what? I mean, John's obviously been extremely successful. I don't have him on in my uh, list, to be frank with you, but today's got him in the three-hole. Good move. Uh, I concur. All right, so what do you got, Seth? Who's your three? I got um, your favorite Samoan. Samoa Joe is at number three. Nice. We already talked about him. He's 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 great. He's, he, I think he could go WWE and kill it there if if people were smart. Uh, yeah, yeah, that won't happen. I, um, yeah, I just I'm just saying. I think he had the, he has the ability to do it. If, I, I think he has the ability too. I mean, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I just think that I I don't I you know they they kind of just leaning a lot towards the cosmetic looking guys and. The, you know, bodybuilding-esque like they were back in the day. And then they were going for guys that look more like fighters. I mean, oh, look, you can say Bray Wyatt. I'm looking at the way he looks. You know, yeah. You know, and that's why I had him so high on my list because he's pulling that off physically like that. I mean, Joe, uh, I don't know. I just think, I mean, I don't know. Mike, what do you think? Mike, what do you think? How would Joe fare in the WWE? I don't think that, that Joe really would be one of those guys who would be given the opportunity to really shine. It's it's much like that situation with the Briscoes. Well, I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that, huh? Yeah. It, it, to me, it's almost like because Joe now has, has been with TNA for so long, the WWE looks at that as a negative. The, the WWE is the company that when the Road Warriors came in, you know, they, they couldn't they couldn't really call them the Road Warriors. They had to call them the Legion of Doom. They have to put their own brand on each, which I understand. It's been yes. very successful for them. It's not a knock on the company. Yes. It's worked for them. But what it does do is it takes somebody like Samoa Joe and it makes it very difficult for him to make that transition just because of their mindset. I agree, man. Um, <clears throat> okay, we're going to go Top two. You're number three. Yeah, that's right. I know. I'm just testing you, Seth. Um, <laughs> no, boy. no, you know why? Because I'll tell you why. I had a thought. You know, Mike, you know how I, am? I could think one way, and I, I'm, it's tough to think like a lot of different things at once for me. You know, chair shots and all. So, I, you know. <laughs> I, one, track, I, one track mind. One track mind. Yeah, I, I was zoning in. I had this idea. I'm thinking while, while we're chatting here, let's put the cart ahead of the horse for a second. Mike. I want you to come back on the show here, on the podcast. Going forward, we're going to do a tag team 
top 10 uh, either current, we'll discuss it, current or all-time tag team. Then we'll do a female wrestler top 10. I don't think we're doing enough justice to tag teams and or females. Agreed, Mike? Any, any chance that we can narrow it down and have a midget podcast, too? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I think that would be a no-brainer. I got, I'll probably win that. I'll Count probably be number one. Sky Low Low and Fuzzy Cupid. Number one. <laughs> with, with Little Beaver just on the out. Wait a minute. Little Beaver? What the hell? Hold on. <laughs> hold on a second. Um, Can't right. talk about that on TV, but call the hotline. <laughs> I thought this show was about wrestling. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's some kind of wrestling in that. So, <laughs> so here's my number two, and, and you know, I got to tell you, I um You're Seth, three. I was impressed. This is your, this is your number three. That's Please right. Don't jump I'm the gun. three. <laughs> Chair you, shots. I need a roadmap. Singapore canes. Begging. <laughs> That's for your fault, Seth, because you didn't give me the freaking empty list. Because I didn't have my stuff. Oh, it's an empty list, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you and I've worked together for years. Do I not need my handheld? It, it, it doesn't hurt. Let me just say this. It does not hurt. I need my... And then I'll just go. I'll just roll. Oh, you know that's I mean? true. That's true. Set, set, set the table for the man, and he will clear it. Just, Mike, I am not getting paid enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number three is, uh, you know, Seth had him in the full hole, and it's... Uh, actually, I changed. I'm changing my list. Uh -oh. oh, gee. Uh -oh. On the fly. Uh -oh. well, it's, it's, on. it's his show, right? No, because I, yeah, I just saw something on the ticker. The human podcast machine is changing his list. <laughs> yeah, I'm changing it because I'm a little aggravated. All right, here's my number three. Seth Rollins, formerly known as Tyler Black. He's my number three. I just got it from Kuiper. He's my number three. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Yeah, Seth Rollins, man. I mean, where'd you have You had him 10. Had him 10, yeah. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I just here's my thing with Seth Rollins today. I think that, look, you knew back in the day, when I first came in TNA, I was telling you about this kid Tyler Black from Ring of Honor. Remember that? Check. And I was like, I, another guy I never met. I'm like, this kid is just a stud. He's great. He looks great. He wrestles unbelievable. His promos are really good. A kid from Iowa getting it done, looking great. I knew once WWE locked him down, he was going through their developmental, whatever he was doing, their, their, their uh, T, uh, XXT, whatever it's called. NXT. Thank you. I, I knew that he would be <laughs> he would be tremendous. Knew it. And sure enough, he's showing it. I just, everything about this guy, um, I, I, I just think that, um, I, I, I think that this guy has a massive, massive upside, future big-time world heavyweight champion, uh, Seth Rollins, uh, is my guy in three. You know, I love the fact that we didn't have parameters for this. Because we don't, it gives our list such a different flavor. And and I am going to start number two off by going with none other than, well, the, the one word that, that we've all used, I think, in extolling the virtues of some of these guys is believability. This is the all-time believability guy in my mind, and that's Brock Lesnar in the number two slot. Well, look, that's... That's tremendous. I think that's great. I I don't have Brock in my top ten. He's on my outside small list, and we will discuss that. No, just freaking Seth keeps looking at my list. Um, you gotta see him, Mike. Uh, yeah, I don't have. I love Brock. I think Brock is one of the, yeah, definitely believability, no doubt. And Brock's an animal. He's a beast. He's great. Um, but I'm gonna get into Brock when I talk about my outside list. But Mike's got him at two. What do you got, Seth? Oh, we talked about him a lot, and um, I just think his in ring work is is. Um, Un uncomparable. It's uh, AJ Styles. I mean, you guys said his promo might, you know, sometimes it's not the best. I think just the, what he does in the ring makes up for his lack of promo to me. Okay. I think I think he's amazing. Okay, you got him in two. I had him in five. Tanae had him in six. So Tanae and I, we had him around the same. Uh, I would think there's a good chance, Seth, we're more credible than you, so you're wrong. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. I'm teasing. You have your own opinions. And unfortunately, oh, stop. Whatever. I'm wrong. Whatever. Unfortunately, you're entitled to your opinion. I don't know why, <laughs> but you are. No, no, no. That's cool. Well, no, we wanted to get your perspective. I wanted to get your perspective as a fan of, of our industry. I think that's important. You know, I'm going Keeper League. Stop with the Keeper League. <laughs> Come on, be, be honest. You're kissing up the, to the producer. Let's go. Keep the ball rolling. <laughs> I love it. Today's getting hot. All right, so number one, Mike. Who's your number one? Drum roll, please. Hold on. Drum roll. Go ahead, Mike. What do you got? Number one for me, and again, I looked at this in terms of coming up with this list as being the promoter. I wanted to have this list of people that I could use to sell tickets and pay-per-views. So number one to me is The Rock. Mainstream, nobody in professional
professional wrestling really has accomplished what, what The Rock has accomplished in the last few years in terms of, of making that move into mainstream promo ability, sell merchandise, sell pay-per-views, put the guy on the card, winner, The Rock, to me, is number one. <laughs> that was me, Mike. That was a sound effect by me. See, but this is, this, is, this is why it's great that we didn't have parameters. We don't have cookie-cutter lists. No, it isn't but the same thing I for know. each guy. That's what makes it so good. But, Mike, how do you have him number one? I because, love Rock. Because, because I love him. If I'm the promoter, that's the one guy that I want on my card more than anybody else because he's the guy that's going to sell my pay-per-views. He's going to sell my merchandise. I told you when I hung up in your face to do your homework, <laughs> correct? And you didn't. Your homework is current. Current. This guy he's is current. not. He's, he's not current. current. You, don't think, you don't think if you put, okay, here we got The Rock, we got Lesnar, we got Cena right at the top. These are the guys that are doing the numbers. Rock is not current. He's not he, on is, a, he is current. Mike. He's current to me. Okay, what's the what's the last house show he made for WWE? <laughs> well, my, my, you know, he's here, he's there, he's here, he's there. He's there. Yeah. But, 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 but this, is, this is fantasy draft. This is being the guy who now is able to come up with this roster. This is the roster that I looked at in terms of today, who I wanted, and then the guys that I put towards the bottom. All right, the all right. Barrett, all right. The Dean Ambrose's, those right. are the guys that have that potential to all move right. upwards. You're allowed to have rock. You I, give I, me parameters or also. Go crazy. And I want to say, I, I know that. I, I love Rock. I every, He's everything you just said. He I've rest, I've had the opportunity to wrestle Rock. Uh, I, I, I He's great. His promos, talk about a, a box office draw, uh, his merchandise, his in-ring look, his physicality, the, his, body's always, oh, his body always looks amazing. You know, I, I uh, no, I'm a huge fan of The Rock, but... He, in my opinion, he's not on my list because he's not a current competitor. See, but, that's, our, that's our difference of opinion. Yeah, that's my I, show. I it's my show, Mike. You know what I mean? It's my <laughs> he's show. He's not on the list. It's right. my show, Professor Vegas, my ass. <laughs> All right? So, good, Seth, what do you got? You've been clean for CBS, would you? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, my last guest didn't, but that's no story. Oh. I, s- I smell what you're cooking, Mike, but oh, I, don't, oh. I, don't, I don't have the rock on my list either. So wow, wow. That was cheap. That was cheap. All right. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing a little. You heard that, Mike? He gave you a little, I smell what you're cooking. You got that? I got that. You can't see me, but us. John Cena. Well, I raised one of my eyebrows. Yeah, I, I'm okay. working with Mr. Mock. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I, I have a guy that I'm sure you guys don't have on your list, but um, again, I just think he's he's awesome. And uh, I have Dolph Ziggler number one. Really? Yeah. Explain that. I love his intensity, his passion. You know, he wants to be the best. You can tell that. I agree. Uh, you believe him when he talks. I believe. I agree with you. And his in-ring work is is great. I mean, he to me he could be like a, a Shawn Michaels type. I mean, I think he's okay. I think he's great. And, and, and and he's got the right size too. He's he could go with the small guys. He can go with the big guys. Okay. Uh, yeah. Here's my thing. Respect that you have a guy like Ziggler on there. I I'm a fan of Ziggler's work. I think another guy with an amazing future ahead of him. Uh, and I'm the host, so I already took Mike Tanay, who's the guest, and told him his number one was wrong. And <laughs> your so, number one is wrong, this Seth. This is great. Seth, your number one is wrong, and here's why. And it's not a knock on Ziggler. His body of work. See, the guys that like are in that top three, in my view, they need to have a certain body of work. So I just contradicted myself because Seth Rollins is my number three. And, <laughs> yeah. you don't have a body and, I, and I have The Rock, Lesnar, and Cena, so thank you very much for making my point. <laughs> All right, so welcome we'll to the Mike Tanay Show, everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Well, now you know what, Mike? It's the top two that needs to have a body of work. You know? No. I, <laughs> the body of work to me is important. So I, that's why I wouldn't have Ziggler as number one. I mean, look, it's hard. You're not throwing a flag on a rock at number one. My only point, again, Mike, was that he's not current, but we could agree to disagree on that. And it's my show, so I'll be right. Um, so, uh, the, my my number one, and I respect you, Seth, for having a guy like Ziggler. You shocked me. Mike, you shocked you or what? I'm shocked. And, and don't get me wrong. Love what Dolph Ziggler brings, the intensity, like you said. It, it, the guy looks like he belongs in the ring. But I'm, I'm with you, Taz, in terms of what has he accomplished. And I also, and I guess in my head, we can't stop ourselves from thinking this, potential down the line. What do you think he eventually will accomplish? Will Dolph Ziggler make it from the mid-card to the main event? I, tough I to do. I'm telling you from experience, that's tough to do in that place. To do. I, I've been tough there. To do. I've tough been to do. there. So that's why I do not. It's tough to do. Very I think he has a good tough. chance, though. He's got a chance. I think you're right. He's yeah. got a chance. I, I totally agree with you. Um, all right. My number one, uh, we, we discussed him here earlier. I mean, both of you gentlemen had him on your list. Uh, I have number one, uh, the it factor, Bobby Roode. Uh, I just feel that Bobby Roode embodies everything of what a champion is. Uh, I, I believe that he's been a main eventer uh, a plethora of times. 
I believe Bobby Roode has proven he's, like John Cena, has proven that he's a big-time player. He's a pressure cooker player. He can wrestle uh, in the top slot and not drop the ball. To me, a major part of being a number one on a fantasy wrestling top ten draft is to be number one, you need to have the one important element, uh, and that is consistency. And I think a guy like Bobby Roode is consistently credible in his in-ring work, Bell to Bell, his promo work. I know earlier you said, Seth, that he kind of, once in a while, his promos, didn't you say something like I feel that? a little forced sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Sometimes. Sometimes it might be written that way, too. Right. So, but But I think Bobby's... I don't know. Mike, do you feel his promos are false at all, Roots? I, I do not, and you're preaching to the choir when it comes to putting over Bobby Roode. Uh, you know, going back to his tag team days, shoot, going back to his Team Canada days. Just one of those guys, and, and most recently the one that you that you pointed out to me and I'm on board with too is Bram. One of those guys who jumps off the screen at you. That's your term. I'm stealing it. Yes. He jumps off the screen as being the guy that you're looking for. That's, that's Bobby Roode to me. So that's why I had him for sure. Can't miss top Yeah, I agree. I'll tell you what, guys. I think that no one can really uh, say, ah, I don't know. I mean, the the list that the three of us put together, and again, we did not discuss who's going to be on those lists, which made this cool, I think, right? Yeah. So so this was fun, and I think that uh, people who downloaded this, uh, and again, thank you for downloading this, um, you probably had fun also, and it might be cool, Seth, when we do the podcast and we have Mike back on, where we cover the top 10, maybe all-time tag teams and include current guys because there's less tag team stuff going on now. Mike, what's your opinion about that? Do it like that? What do you think? I, I like that because I think uh, the way tag team wrestling has gone, I think we need to go all-time tag teams because, because, as you know, back in the 60s and the 70s, they were established teams that stayed together forever, even on into the 1980s. Right. But as of late, you, you, your tag teams usually don't have that kind of longevity. And let's, and let's do – I agree, Mike. And let's do this, Seth. Maybe we can have, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, to the, uh, we'll have fans, listeners of the human podcast machine of this show, send in their list Definitely. of their top tag teams once we put that out. And we'll pick and, out a few and we'll, we'll read them out. Yeah, of yeah. course we will. Sure. And then and even knockouts or divas, whatever you want to call it, female wrestlers of all. Well, we could do current and tag team. What do you think, Mike? We could do it that way, right? I mean, um, current, top females, and all time, or should we just do all-time with current involved. I, I, I like with the knockouts or the females, I like the all-time list where you're able to incorporate today's uh, f- uh, females into the into that group because let's, all, let's be honest when it comes to women's wrestling. Athletically, I think it's almost at a peak today. Now, in, in terms of ones that really move the needle, you might look back at a fabulous uh, uh, You're doing a show now about the knockouts and the females. Stop. I you just asked you a question. Stop. <laughs> Jesus. It's, an, it's called an explanation, and I, I think the reason that you're asking for input from your listeners is so you can bury them because you're tired <laughs> of burying Seth and myself. Well, yeah, yeah you, you kind of know me. Hi. Um, all right, good. So we did our top ten. I think that was great. I really do. I think that was awesome. Um, all right, Mike, well, look, this has been great. Unfortunately, we're out of time to do the all-time top ten draft. Wait, wait, what do you mean? I've got, I've got my list ready. Well, bro, you, 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 your lungs are filled with too much oxygen, bro. I don't know what's going on. Your, your lungs are, are like a, a, a hookah bottle or something. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, you know me too well. <laughs> so it's, it's, like a, it's like a 55-gallon drum inside that chest of yours. Yeah, hey, next time, call me at 420 instead of 720. Well, hold on a minute. RVD, <laughs> come right in. Anyway, so <laughs> so here's the deal. We, I want to invite you back. I know we talked about we're going to do a tag team deal. Let's have a, do another podcast with the human podcast machine right here. Me, Taz. We'll have Seth put together his all-time top, top 10 draft fantasy wrestling list. Mike, you obviously will do your all-time top 10 uh, fantasy wrestling draft list, and I will also. And let's put a few honorable mention guys in there or sidebar list guys. So, uh, and that'll be good. So, again, everybody, thanks for downloading this. Tell your friends and family. Make sure you tell your pets. Let them know the human podcast machine handling pro wrestling and sports entertainment. A little bit different than the other cats, but it's fun. It's good. And remember, boys and girls, if someone gives you pushback or lip back, look them in the eyes and say, beat me if you can survive if I let you. 